Hello, hello, this is Brenda Shoshana, Dr. Brenda Shoshana back with another episode of One Minute Mitzvahs, Mitzvahs for Your Everyday Life. And, and I always repeat at the beginning of each podcast that a mitzvah is not a good deed at all. <laughs> it's an act that we do or refrain from doing that becomes a channel for pulling or drawing divine energy into our lives, into our thoughts, into our behavior, into our hearts, and into the world, into our relationships. It's, it's a channel. It's, it's a form. Just the way when we do karate, that's a form. We, we move in a certain direction so that we're not hit or that the energy goes in a certain way. And um, the same is true of a mitzvah. It's a form, a beautiful, beautiful form of practice to enhance and protect the world. So what could be better? Nothing. <laughs> and why is it one minute? It, it not, doesn't necessarily take one minute only to do the mitzvah, to learn about it, etc., etc. But it takes one minute to bring it to mind, change your mind, and approach whatever situation comes to you through the lens of the mitzvah. Rather than respond frantically, blindly, automatically, it causes you to pause. That pause is so significant. It's everything. You pause for a moment and look at whatever is happening through the eyes of the mitzvah. What does the mitzvah suggest or say to do or not to do or to think or not to think? And you just take that on. You enter the mitzvah, you become the mitzvah, and you respond as the mitzvah, not as your own necessarily random response. So that's really so beautiful and profound. That moment is all it takes to turn many, many things around. That's all. Just to stop, to take it, to look at it from a different point of view completely, and then to actually do it to actually act, think, or behave in a completely different way takes one moment. And then, of course, we go forth. We, we actually do it and so forth. And it's also very good and important to actually study the mitzvah, learn what they are, so you know what to do when this situation arises. But for now, we have only the need for a minute. And what I am going to talk about today is such a beautiful mitzvah and a very it's and they all by the way well most of them sound very simple not a big deal just very simple like a raindrop on the window boom but yet they're very profound and they have a huge effect on you your life the world the people you interacting with through the mitzvah is they're very profound and they may seem even obvious although they're not and this one that I'm going to talk about today is so beautiful. It says, stand by someone in their time of need. That's from the Pirkei Avot. Again, I'm doing this, this spell from the Pirkei Avot, the wisdom of the fathers. Stand by someone in their time of need. Now, that might look really obvious. Well, what's the big deal about that? But it's not so easy or natural to do because most of the time we will be very happy to stand by someone in their time of good fortune, in their time of health, strength, 
when they share with others, their time of, of, of fame, perhaps, their time of glory, so-called glory anyway. We'll stand by someone when everybody else is looking up to that person. Oh, look at them, how wonderful they are. And then we'll join the gang, join the crowd, and we'll stand by them then. We'll join. We want to be part of the group. We want to be like that person. We want to be admired the way they are. We want to share the same feelings as everyone in the crowd does about that person. And if we don't, we could be ostracized. We could be kicked out. This is such an interesting mitzvah to look at in this day and age especially. Mm, such an interesting mitzvah. Take so much courage to do this mitzvah. So much strength. And it gives you so much courage and strength. And it also shows you where your courage and strength and true caring come from. Shows you that right away. So this mitzvah says, stand by someone not in their time of well, it doesn't say don't in their time of strength, but it's focusing upon a person's time of need. Maybe it's financial need. Maybe it's psychological need. They're feeling desperate. They're feeling upset. They may be very hard to be with. They may, it's the time maybe where things are being taken away from them, where they're being accused. <sighs> a time when they're being rejected, a time when they're being ostracized, stand by that person. How many of us do that? How many of us do that? That's a huge, that's actually a koan. I want to include in this podcast of One Minute Mitzvahs, Jewish koans. And what's that? Well, a kohen, a Jewish kohen is a high priest. But what's a Jewish koan? Well, let's Look for a moment what a koan is. It comes from the Zen tradition. And a koan is a question given to a student by their teacher, which cannot be answered logically, rationally, strategically. It has no answer that we can figure out. You know, usually we try to figure life out and everything in life. We've got to figure it out. We've got to play the odds. We've got to strategize. We have to do what's right. But you cannot do that with a koan. It will only retreat. You'll never answer it that way. And yet this question is a question usually concerning life and death. Very powerful, profound question. And it must be answered, must be responded to. So the way it's handled in the Zen practice is the student sits with it. They meditate with it. They don't think about it. They, they just take it. Like the, the, the images, they take a koan like a mother hen sitting on her nest, keeping the little chicks warm. Just sit with it until it's ready. And then boom, like the little chicks when they're ready to be born, they pop out of their shells. And when the koan is ready, when you're ready, boom, the the response, the answer comes. Anyway, what this really saying is that when you work with a koan, you're working with your, not with your head, but with your heart, with your intuition, with your bones, with your blood. It becomes a part of your very being, your very, everything about you, that koan, if not separate from you. And you really dwell with it. You really live with it. You really Take it in. So the same thing, stand by someone in their time of need. Let's really take it in. 
all the implications of it. And of course, to do so, to do it. That's the step in Jewish practice, in, in, in the Jewish working with the mitzvahs, to do it. Not think about it, not just meditate with it, but to do it. In fact, do it and then sit with it, with the outcome of it, with all the, with everything about it. Actually, the doing of it is also a form of sitting with it. Same thing in two different forms. Sit, stand by someone in their time of need. So then they're having a time of need and then you're sharing their time of need with them if you're standing with them. You're accompanying them through it. You're not running away from it or running away from them. You know, we hear very often about fair weather friends. (laughs) And, uh, you know, they'll be with you when things are good, a lot of parties, wonderful dinners, a lot of fun. And when things go downhill, bye-bye. And many, many, many people want to have money, wealth, success, so forth and so on, so they can have friends. So they can have people, so they won't be lonely and abandoned, so they'll have people around them. It's such a profound moment to stand by someone who has been abandoned, who has been perhaps really rejected. How many do so? Very few. Very few. Very few. We're afraid to risk the censure of others. We're afraid perhaps to experience the sorrow or the pain that that person is experiencing. But we, and we're not really aware of what a huge, enormous, gigantic difference it makes for even just one person to be there with you through that time of great need, of great distress. Just one person who's truly there, not there for some ulterior motive, not there to gain something from the relationship, but who's there, who's just there for you standing strong. doesn't matter how you treated them. You don't have to owe them a thousand hours of debt, a debt for life from it. Nothing like that. They're just there standing by you, accompanying you. To me, that is actually, you could say you're doing the mitzvah for God or Lishmo. You're doing it without any self-centered concern. What are you going to get back for this? You know, much, much, much of our behavior is directed, well, what am I going to get out of it? What am I going to get out of the time I spent? What am I going to get out of the energy I'm putting in? Why am I doing this? Will it further my career? Will I get new relationships? Will I get money? Will I get fame? Will I get accolades? What am I going to get? What's my reward? That's So much of our life is directed by what's my reward? Well, there's no reward when you just stand by someone during their time of need. You're not doing it for a reward, a personal ego-centered, ego-driven reward. You're doing it for the sake of the mitzvah, in a sense, but you're just doing it, doing it for them. There you are. You know, there's a beautiful, beautiful um, 
quote in the Torah where it says, where are you? When they ask God, where are you? And the answer comes, here I am. Here, here I am. I think actually also others said that in the Torah, but this whole concept of here I am, or I am here, I'm here for you, I'm available, I'm present. That is the heart of this particular mitzvah. Hineni, here I am. And I'm not abandoning you, I'm not leaving you alone. Of course, as we go into the mitzvah a little more deeply, we can see how it sounds as if we're standing in. for Hashem's will and wish. I'm not abandoning you, I'm with you, I'm not leaving you alone. We're enacting that, we're taking that role in life with someone. Just all you need is one person to do that and everything everything turns around, everything turns around. The time of need becomes a time of joy, it becomes a time of illumination. It becomes a time of power and a time of strength. Every great time of need has the, is a portal. It's a hallway to great illumination, great connection, great strength, great wisdom. It's, it has that potential. It has that power. But most of us, to, to walk through that all alone is hard. So there, there is that mitzvah, stand by someone during their time of need. It's about being, also, it, if there's a quality in this of loyalty. That might be also a very forgotten word these days, loyalty. <clears throat> you know, we can often be with a person, have a relationship for a long time. And maybe they've done something to offend us, something here or something there, who knows what. But no matter what else, all the good that they've done and all the wonderful times we've had goes out the window. It goes out the door. Now they're in a time of need. No loyalty, no, none. No loyalty, no memory of what we received from that person and from that encounter. So, you know, the mitzvahs come to awaken us. You know, our psychological world, and I could talk about this because I was a psychologist for 40 years in private practice, so I can talk about this. Our psychological world can really deteriorate into a world of blame. Oh, you did this to me, he did that to her, blah, 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 blah. We're analyzing, we're judging, 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 we're rejecting, rejecting, rejecting. It's all about me, I've got to be strong, I have to be set boundaries, I have to be protected. Well, the mitzvahs set very different kinds of, they set boundaries for sure, but very different kinds of boundaries. And there's a very different emphasis also in the mitzvahs. No more blame in this particular case, no, no. You just stand by someone in their time of need. You don't say, well, they they caused it for themselves, or well, it's their fault, or well, on and on and on. Look what they did to me. Look what they did to my mother. Look what my father did to me. My mother did to me. Not at all. No, no, no. Stand by someone in their time. Just do it. Just embody that. Just take it on and see what happens both to you and to them. Because truly, you'll be shocked. 
at the strength, at the love, at the kindness, at the illumination that both of you will receive. So anyway, I, I'm going on and on, and I thank you for listening today. The URL for this podcast is the110.com. And if you wish to, for any reason, communicate with me, my, my email is topspeaker at yahoo.com. And I thank you. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you, and have a beautiful day. Bye. Bye-bye.